tonight we did we sat down we uh i did not make popcorn but i you know would have if i cared (laughs) i (laughs) ate key lime yogurt flips oh yeah 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 i had um ukrainian gouda cheese crisps and a glass of wine you did and we watched a just magnificent piece of cinematic art a piece of art the merging of um of uh commercial and artistic interests into one yes that is film that isn't it that, or well, really it's television th- th- yeah I was gonna say that, at, at least that's twilight that is certainly twilight. twilight the movie is just um a way to sell cardboard cutouts to amc theaters and i if there's not an AMC theater in this country with several Twilight car- cardboard cutouts still, then take my money. Okay, if, do you think we... It, let's march our little butts down to the AMC Times Square and say, hey, do you have any Twilight stuff left? And they might. They might. They might. Let's become friends with a manager there. Although, if you're a manager of the AMC Times Square, I'm sure your life is eyes bloodshot (laughs) horrified at the house of terror that you oversee um there was a rumor for several months in the city that the times square amc did have bed bugs did that stop us i don't think we have gone back since uh yeah i think we learned that and did stop we did take a break from the times square amc um we're gonna introduce our guest now (laughs) <laughs> well if you just heard, you hear if you just heard that that is her um our minor special guest george who is now returning and recovering from his famous surgery from the last episode last time he was super high and we did ask for money and now he's less high so he is more vocal and we are still asking for now money. george is begging for the money directly yeah so if you hear him meow every time you hear that think oof i better go that's him right taking another, another call from this telethon yeah. meow, meow thank you for Meowing. Chris, we do have guests. Human? Human. Oh. As well as, I mean, honestly, George has one more leg than the people that are our guests. So in, in that sense. In that sense, <laughs> they're at a deficit. Yeah. Um, We have the Goffs, the Green Goffs family. Hi, Ben. Hi, Carly. Hello. Hello. <laughs> we almost went in unison, oh. but we had to back away. Oh, so the thing that you're sitting in front of um, is a microphone. Okay, it's gonna. If you, if you lean <laughs> in thing on? and Hello? talk, we can actually record those sounds. Hello. <laughs> wow. Um, welcome back. Of course, this is our movie episode, so we had to invite Ben on, mm-hmm. our movie expert. And Carly hasn't been on in a year. Yeah, basically. If the if last if last week was our first episode reunion this is our second episode's reunion which means carly's back exactly one year later carly was our first guest a real full circle yeah yeah twilight was the last was was the last movie i watched before my company went into lockdown with everybody else yeah so i can yeah i can mark the the pandemic at least the quarantine by twilight yeah, we tragically a, kind of us too. Correlation a, is not causation, but I don't know. 
<laughs> I, I made a photo book of our year and I feel like the photo that starts post pandemic, like pre pandemic is the photo of you and Chris sitting on the couch and Chris has his Twilight is Gay shirt on. Your hair is so short. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a changed man. It looked like a wig when when, we, when I looked at yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> My normal hair. Great I, wig I, I, cap. I thought that, that somebody had done some fancy photoshopping. <laughs> Something fancy. <laughs> and Chris um, is so, so happy and you're so confused. I don't know what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> but I'm glad I did. And here we are. As we've teased in the last four, three uh, movie episodes of this podcast, Ben, this is the only Twilight movie Ben has seen because he went on a <laughs> first date to see this movie by accident. That's uh, if true. you want to hear that full story, fucking go listen I'm, to the other I'm ones. On. Yeah, this was a cathartic experience for me watching this movie with my wife. Wow. A real full circle. You've, re- you've reintroduced yourself to the trauma in a new safe setting <laughs> for you to fully process what happened to you that day. <gasps> I feel better um, but we for d- it. <laughs> we watched this separately uh, virtually. So this is the first time we're talking about it. Um, and I together. can't wait because we, this movie is a a frick and a half. It's a doozy. You should um, tag so the I, girl in the comments and say Look how far <laughs> I've come since yeah. this date. <laughs> send her a very nice email. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be that nice. Oh yeah, send, Just send her an email. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check out this podcast I'm on. <laughs> You're mentioned. <laughs> oh, imagine, imagine if somebody you went on a date with in high school emailed you, "Hey, I'm on a podcast." <laughs> I mentioned you. <laughs> I would report this to nine one one. Chris's high school girlfriend broke up with him by saying, "Everybody's got a butthole and they stink." Wait, <laughs> these details are mixed up, but I'll let that happen. I'll let that sit. I guess Chris didn't know they were dating, and her friend came up and said, "Excuses are like buttholes, and they stink." I don't know this phrase. <laughs> okay. So that's how Chris knew they were dating was that they were broken up because of buttholes. <laughs> As I recall, this is the full story. <laughs> this is a manic retelling of my life. <laughs> and there's also something about Gatorade in a pool, but I don't know if that's even the same person. That's a different girlfriend. Wow, Chris had so many girlfriends. <laughs> Um, speaking of so many girlfriends, I'm ready to talk to my girlfriends about Twilight after the break. <laughs> okay, let's take a break. Okay. Ben, as always, you know, as a as a very important guest to this podcast, we give you homework to find your notes from the previous episodes and keep us accountable as the hosts. So feel free to jump us in. Jump us in. Let's just open up with our first category, which is production value slash artistic aesthetics. If, okay. If we can even call it aesthetics. If we can call it aesthetics, what I'm going to say is, remember how insane the wolves looked in the last movie? And how we spent 20 minutes talking about the scene that makes you dizzy and confused? In the lumberyard? In the lumberyard? Yes. I think we take a we go a full 180 on the wolves and they look good again in this movie. I agree. I know VFX is a separate category, but the wolves really impact the overall production. <laughs> I was really impressed with the wolves. I was really impressed with 99.9% of the movie's production value. 
I thought they really stepped it up, really brought they their really A-game. know how to film Wait, dust. That's, a baby. that's the point one percent. my point one percent is i was kind of distracted by how everybody across the world dresses the same all the vampires who come in all have scarves i think you're ignoring one group (laughs) of vampires who has a uh a poor boy's hat on (laughs) okay i again think we're ignoring the amazons who wear no clothes (laughs) oh yeah who do they i described them as they were in the middle of an america's next top model photo shoot (laughs) like a challenge and then they showed up to the set also them describing the amazon as being what was it like it, they didn't say third world the most remote part of yeah the, the world. most remote part of the world is the amazon <laughs> also well we'll get to this later but when the amazons enter the movie the music takes a startling turn into just old-fashioned racism just like monkey shrieks it was like and a, like <laughs> tribal yeah. drums yeah, they may as well just have like Tarzan fly by. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> was confusing. nuts. I I am wasn't particularly impressed with any of like the cinematography choices or any way of like framing scenes. I thought were like it was all very straightforward, but also nothing this, was jarring. This oh, movie is straightforward. Yeah, Sorry, one scene was jarring. Camera shots before. Yeah, they happened, especially in the, the fight scene, the the yeah. that final battle. And one time I, I looked at Carly and I said, here comes a, a crane master shot. And sure enough, you've got your Baltimore <laughs> running towards everybody. And But I, they clearly brought in a director who's like, I know exactly how to do this on time, on schedule, and on budget with no frills. <laughs> it was so I well think done. If we're... It, it's like, I have, no, I have no qualms about it. It knew what it wanted to do and it did it well. I, I think if we're going to talk production value, we do have to talk about one more thing, uh, which is uh, the sparkle powder that explodes from Bella's head when she's having an orgasm. That was wild. Because that is a choice that production made that is, I mean, bonkers bananas. That's how I feel, baby. It sparkles on my brain hole. Anything like that happens. In the entire series. It's like fairy dust. It was like a cartoon. They did new visual language that they introduced and left in that scene. When if someone fell and blue birds flew (laughs) around their head. Her eye she might as well have gone cross-eyed and went, oh (laughs) I wish more movies would start doing this when when people have orgasms on screen, just glitter pops out of their heads. Wait, what do you think what do you think Edward's orgasm looked like in terms of Well, it's venom. I imagine he gets like um just very serious and like maybe like a gray just cloud <laughs> <laughs> around him. Like, a thunderclap. A thunderclap. Mm. It's black and white. Yeah. <laughs> very serious. But yeah, I don't have any other major qualms with how it looks. It just wasn't interesting. Yeah, I agree. But I feel like in the last few, there have been qualms about each one. Yeah. I guess another qualm. Did they make a choice? No. Every scene was just like Except blue the- and gray. Yeah. Which was kind of boring to look at. Compared to but, other movies, it's bad. Compared to other yeah. Twilight movies, it was it's great. Good. It was very, it's, yeah. very good. Okay, Ben, what's what's your official final rating? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a solid three. I agree. A three feels right. Is this out of ten or five? Out of five. Out of five. Oh, okay. Do you listen to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh I do. Oh. I just can't remember. 
I'm sorry, guys. Sarah, settle your marital disputes off, Mike. <laughs> Do I get to vote too? Yeah. Yeah. Um, three. Don't say three, three. now. God damn it. Look, I'm also going to say three. It's threes across the board, baby. The next one we have kind of mixes in with production value, but I think it's leading us to story. But this one's pacing and cohesion of story, which can also, I think, include adaptation. We have that as another category, but I think we can talk about that here as well. Just overall narrative structure story. Um, do I think the pacing of this movie is bonkers? Yes. Do I think it's better than part one? Definitely. Yeah, part one spent so much of its focus on a honeymoon, whereas this one at least focuses it on like plot yeah. in a way that was um, more enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Although this movie, I was like oh, optimistic for it in the first part because like, oh, things are going fast. We're seeing like the story move and like um, not only like fast is good, but like it's moving in. A, it has a momentum. And then it really dies when we just have to introduce ourselves to each of the Avengers <laughs> for like 45 minutes. Um, so the adaptation part of this, this is pretty specific to adaptation, I guess, but, um, I think this adaptation is far better than we've seen since the first movie in terms of just the screenwriter making choices about how to tell the story visually instead of just transcribing the book into scenes. So this happens, especially in the scene where Jacob takes off all his clothes and transforms into a wolf. That's not actually in the book. It's just talked about just the simple decision of saying, this is funny and engaging. Let's put it in the movie is a great idea. Mm -hmm. And of course the biggest choice of the entire series is clearly to put in the fake battle, which does not happen Amazing in the books. Choice. And that Stephanie I Meyer mean, could never, no, no, it she throws the movie into a completely different category of nonsense, but also imagine this movie if nothing happened. Then. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Ben, as someone who like doesn't, who hasn't read the books and um, probably doesn't pay attention to our plot summaries in the podcast, <laughs> what was it like watching the movie? Like, where were the points where you were engaged and where were the points where you're saying, why are we watching this? I agree with the pacing comment that you made that the first half hour had me hooked i was like this is going to be different this feels different hooked <laughs> and then we and then we were introduced to all of our different and they kept counting oh there's 18 in our house there's 19 in our house I was like, okay we get it there's a lot of people in the house <laughs> but that that battle scene even though like it was very I'm not gonna say typical it was just it was kind of by the book um it was great i thought the i thought it it really heightened the suspense and even I had a backstage comment from Carly while we were watching it that not only did the battle not take place, but that Carlisle, is that, mm -hmm. is that what we're talking about? Carlisle is not decapitated in the book. And no, it, none of those deaths except the first sister right. die in the book. So I so that even heightened the stakes for me even more. I was like, oh wow, if I was in the theater as well, I would have been have been alarmed at where this was going. Um, this brings up the ultimate question, Carly. Yes. What was it like to be in the theater opening night of this movie? Guys, it was wild. 
It was a night to remember. Because can you walk us through it just step by step of that battle, how people reacted? Because every time we watch this movie, we think if we could be a fly on that wall. I would love to be there. I imagine girls scream, we were cry, throw things. What year was this? 2012. This is 2012. Okay, yeah, because this was the end of the Twilight series, too. So we had, like, I'd grown up with it. I mean, not grown Grown up with it. Formative teenage years with it. And then, like, the final movie comes out, and I was older. It was the year before I, it was the year I graduated. So, yeah. So it was, like, we were already feeling emotional. We just, you know, you want it to go by the book. You want it to do it justice. And then we get in there. And the head comes off and you, everyone was like, oh, and of course you're like gripping everyone. You're like, this is it. Why is Carlisle dead? And then that scene goes on for so long. That you have to think, oh, it's, this is what they decided to do. Yes. Because every, we just, everyone was talking. Like no one was watching at that point. We were just like, this is what happened to the book. Carlisle is dead. What are we gonna do? How is this gonna make sense? Is this is how is this how it's all gonna end after all these movies? Did they change the ending? What about when Jasper dies? Does it just come up an even higher notch? Like, does every death make it crazier? I think at that point we were just like, I think I remember being mad at that point. Like, this is yeah. not how it's supposed to go. This, but is, what this about is when ridiculous. Seth dies? That's sort of the saddest death of the battle. About who? Seth. When the oh, Seth as yeah. a wolf gets straight up, well, to squeezed. be honest, I have a hard time remembering which wolf is which. Sure, guy. Seth's the little. So, they're only slightly different shades of brown. Yeah, so I just was like, "There goes a good dog." They should have given. <laughs> do you think? <laughs> do you think they should have given them collars with their names on it? Absolutely <laughs> not. I think so. That, that would have been a terrible. That would have helped me as a no. Could you imagine that? And they put them on after they go back to humans. They're just these muscle guys with their leather collars, giant collars, big yeah. giant dog collars. And it, and then it, I remember. Then it goes back, and you realize it's like it's been a vision the whole time. And then everyone does this, like, oh my god, oh my gosh, you know. Yeah. It, probably the like a relief of like being on a roller coaster. Yeah. You get to the end and you're like, oh, I'm not dead. Wow. We survived. It was, was there cheering? It was so smart. It was it's truly great because it's not a fake out, because it's a 20 minute battle or something. Did people so, like, cry? Me? No, but I don't cry. People. In people. Oh, probably. You're our journalist on the ground here. Yeah, there was just so much chatter. It, it was really yeah, I was loud. thinking that too. I was imagining if this started happening in I was uh, like the books, I'd be mad and talking to all my friends about how they're messing up Twilight, my favorite book ever by killing my favorite vampire dad. Yeah. Yeah. How is Charlie going to fall in love with Carlisle if Carlisle's headless? Exactly. Yeah. That's great. Um, They also make explicit one of our favorite plots, which is Charlie and Sue getting together. Uh, mm-hmm. That's really that's really at the forefront in these films. She gives so that's a, another a lot adaption. of side eye to all the characters being like, look, I know that you guys are vampires, but I can't tell my new boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny like F plot in this movie. Um, so I guess overall pacing, I'm going to give like um, a three and a half. Yeah. And then we'll st- we'll score adaptation separately, I think. Yeah. But yeah, pacing, I would give just a three, honestly. I The half, just because like uh, that's kind of a fun way to do like a final battle, I think. So that gives it another half. Okay. 
I'm I'm gonna give it a three and a half as well. I was I was intrigued through most of it. Intrigued? Intrigued through most of it is gonna be the DVD quote, pull quote on the back of the box from Ben. <laughs> intrigued for most of it. it. Yeah, good for it's quote, good for a Twilight movie. <laughs> Carly. Uh, I'm gonna give it a three. I was bored at some points. Yeah. yeah. Oh, same. We were looking at our phones. Yeah. Yeah. But how fun is it to see all those characters that are introduced in this film uh, named by some which are never named, spoken <laughs> aloud in the film, named and, and given a memoriam in the credits? <laughs> that was maybe. Okay. You know what? Four, four stars, four out of five, because that end credit was truly fun. <laughs> I loved it. I, I thought it was amazing. Anna Wait, Kendrick. What was the song at the end? A thousand I have years died from every um, day. Wait, Rachel. Oh, does Green Day? Oh, Green Day was in there. He, Green yeah. Day followed like the followed end song. The of end the movie. song. Yeah. yeah, that's like actually like rolling. That credits. was fun too. Yeah, and then like a uh, uh, Lana Del Rey song or something. It's really 2012. <laughs> Demi Lovato comes to the fore. <laughs> I yeah. um give adaptation. The Nicolas Cage Meryl Streep movie? A uh, 3.75. You made 3.5 a thing, so I'm I it's I'm not willing to give it a four. It's oh. not a four-star adaptation, but it it's it's a, a three. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna give it a full four. Wow. Yeah. Really? Because I've read the source material and it's better than the source material, I guess. This is true. Compared to her others, I'm gonna give this a four. Fine four. Fine, yeah, fine. I, no, stick to your 3.75. I don't I'm definitely going to give it a four. Maybe, well, no, I'm going to stick with four. Because she really, they do, they do much better than the original. Let me ask Except this. we don't okay. see near enough of Jay Jenks. And that's why I'm staying at a 3.75. Oh, so true. We miss the extended Jay Jenks heist scenes. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Wendell Pierce. Yeah. I... Let me ask you this. At the end, so the battle scene doesn't happen in the book. Are we ever given in the book, like, that he, Arlo? Arrow. Arrow. Arlo. Cute dog dog name. I know a dog named Arlo. (laughs) Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Perfect. Uh, Do we ever get to know in the book that he is seeing a vision of what will happen? So no, that doesn't even happen in the book. So what happens in the book is um it's just like a long drawn out negotiation. It's not the worst part of the book, but it's like a basically they keep proving that they've done nothing wrong and Arrow keeps finding ways to sort of convince mm. the the group that there's still a danger and that they should kill him. So rather than going through this like extended conversation and then the 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 people that Alice bring come out, uh the movie created this idea of the way we can show that Arrow's going to do to find things wrong no matter what anyone says is to show this vision. And that's I mean that was a good technique. It's more interesting than seeing Martin Sheen and the Is the, it? The East- is it? Well, Martin Sheen, star of this film. He is the star of this film. But imagine him and the Easter Island-headed man just talking back and forth. <laughs> you know? I got to give it four stars because I think literature is great at stream of consciousness. And I think that they were able to take that and appropriately parlay it into a cinematic language. <clears throat> and I, I got to give it four stars. 
props for the challenge. Um, yeah, that they, they succeeded. I uh, love that, you know, everybody's favorite guy from The Wire made it in so that dads had a reason to take their daughters to this film. But I have to subtract that 0.25 for not just like most of this movie being about J.J. How did he get... Do- did he audition or is it offer only? <laughs> like, how did, he was like, I was in the wire. Please. Just put me in this one scene where I have to say, are these documents good for you? <laughs> <laughs> ben, what's next? Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, basically, we'll call it four stars on adaptation. Sure. Well, our next category, speaking of Jay Jenks, is acting. Fan service acting. Give it up for the actors. Uh, well, all you need to know about my opinion is right there in the credits. What? Every single person <laughs> brought it out and put their signature, their print on this forlogy. Forlogy. Um, I think let's start with um, honorable mentions Robert Pattinson honorable mention for almost being a presence in this movie (laughs) (laughs) I am gonna give I'm gonna give uh, our buddy Taylor honorable mention because I think this might have been his strongest film I agree I think this is Taylor Lautner's best film he's by far the most charming here than he's ever been because it's just nice to watch him smile and look at people yeah with he his also cute had a, little he had great face. one-liners. Oh, yeah. Your favorite line, Ben, was uh, she wishes she was that awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved it. I think it shows, too, what the fans thought of Taylor Lautner and Robert yeah. Pattinson at the time, too. Everyone thought Robert Pattinson was pretty gross at this point and were obsessed with Taylor Lautner. So they just they had to put him in as much as they could. Um, I just want to, I'm so sorry to deal ra- derail this conversation, but I have to go back to adaptation and say that my favorite line in the book was not put in this movie. And That's that so is true. unforgivable. I have to take it back down to three stars. Mm. In the in the end sequence, they're standing in the snowy field. Bella puts Renesme up on Jacob's back and tells them that they have to go. And Edward realizes, oh my gosh, Bella and I are going to die. We're never going to see them again. They say goodbye to their daughter. Um, Bella hugs Jacob, who in the books, she her head, top of her head, barely comes to the wolf's shoulders. It's much larger in the book. And then Edward puts his head on Jacob's wolf head and says, Jacob, my brother, my son. <gasps> Whoa. And that really should have been in the movie. <laughs> is that why it's the, so sincere and so dumb. Well, is, is that why it, Taylor Lautner at the end says, should I call you dad now? I. It's because he's going to fuck their baby. Hmm. <laughs> the that's why undertones in this movie i gotta oh, tell you overtones. in the end of this book it gets wild it's like every other page we're talking about it the i'm glad other we toned that down human, in this book we're not always talking about whoa when is this kid ready to start pumping out babies in the uh, the in the book the other half human half bam- vampire bella is convinced that he keeps staring at renesme wanting to mate with her <gasps> 
It's wild. It's not good. Anyway, go back to acting. We're back to performances. Um, did anyone stand out to you, Ben, as particularly good or lackluster? Um, well, he's already been mentioned, but Jay Jenks, best scene in the movie. Wendell, um, baby. Wendell. I think um, that the the revolutionary vampire stands out as as good. Garrett? Maybe? Garrett, yeah. The guy he, who's like choking the guy in the alley. Okay, I will say that Kristen does a great job. She's usually doing her very quiet, you know, shy thing. She gives it all. Like, it's not good what she gives, but she's really trying. I mean, I would give an extra star to the acting in this movie just because we get to see Kristen Stewart do this angry face, this like snarly, angry face several times. And I don't think I've ever seen her face move so much. Exactly. I'm utterly unconvinced by her being mad in these scenes that it almost turns around to like, maybe that was really her trying her hardest. (laughs) And she just as an actor cannot pull off to like this mad, vindictive person. No, she but can only play I've never sad. seen her try ever. <laughs> okay, you know what? She actually gets she gets an award for being in a green screen and, and climbing, climbing up, up a, a rock wall. face with like I don't know a harness probably yes. in like a in a warehouse. For that alone, she deserves some sort of honorable mention. She at least just didn't seem so distant. This movie, yeah, mm-hmm. she was present in like the story of her character, <laughs> which um, I enjoyed. Um, too skinny though very skinny in this movie yeah yeah like usually she's doing her christian shtick which i love but i feel well, like she, she less of that she time. gives it to us hard in that epilogue moment where she says yeah i've been practicing yeah <laughs> my, one of my favorite performances here is martin sheen as arrow oh. the char- he he knows exactly why this character is fun and then plays it up when he meets the baby, he giggles like a little schoolboy. Yeah. How excited he is. And I think that's so good. What a great choice. Bella. Bella. Lovely Bella. <laughs> yeah. Also, good. the Voltori, uh, Dakota Fanning, once again. I think she was great. She didn't do I, had, I hate she, and Dakota Fanning in these every. movies. I totally no. agree. She does nothing she do? and she gets so much credit. She has, I think, one line, which is pain. Everything else is just stern acting. But I don't think it's it's in what she's doing. I think it's in the restraint of what she's not doing. Mm. Oh, I really enjoy. Look, look, guys, jazz is about the notes you don't play. And I think Dakota Fanning is a great jazz artist. <laughs> um, uh, uh, big props jacking. big props to the hair department this time uh kristen stewart's wig in this movie looks incredible it fluctuates from blown out salon to like flathead mm-hmm. <laughs> scene to scene they upped the wig budget for sure well i don't it looked like the cgi baby was wearing a toupee throughout the whole movie we can't even talk we can't talk <laughs> about that till later about that's talk about the baby <laughs> anyway, I say acting three stars. Four? I was emotionally unaffected by everything. Sure. So for that reason, maybe two stars. No way. You loved Arrow. Okay, he bumps it up to two and a half. I can't believe this. Think I'm, about the last two movies we've seen. I know, and I think I gave those, we gave them like one and two at <laughs> most. So this is an improvement at two and a half out of five. I'm giving uh, it a solid three. I'm going to give it a three as well. I just, uh, oh, shoot. Jasper and what's 
what's uh, Alice. 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 Sorry. They just they, they they really bug me, and they will always take it down a star. Or two. Oh. Is it the hair? Oh. Is it Alice's hair. No, they hate pixie cuts. What does that What does that have to do with anything? Ben, Alice is our favorite character in and out of the movies. Alice is incredible, Ben. I can't believe she stalks Bella's closet. I. She made the actor's choice to enter the room as as Alice by like doing a little leap. (laughs) Beautiful. Also, uh, we feel the same way Arrow does, and that feeling is Alice. Um, Carly, what do you think? It's tough because there was great performances and terrible performances. Mm-hmm. So and a lot road. of subpar. Um, so I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it two and a half because I think it was right there in the Thanks. middle. Oh, honorable mention sidebar to the to the wit to the witch <laughs> <laughs> to the vampire who does electric powers. Kate. Kate. She was a new addition to the movie, and I thought she was she like was pretty fun. Very good. I liked, she seemed to have a character going on and she wasn't just reading the lines. Yeah, she and Garrett together uh, brought some, brought some something. They had had a Kate and Sawyer from Lost Energy. I didn't get that at (laughs) all. I have to say that that read on it, Chris, is bonkers. An early showing for Mr. Robot. Yes. Um, Oscar winner. Rami Malek. Final category. Viewer experience. Okay, well, we need to add. Let's 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 take a break, and when we get back, we'll conquer CGI baby okay. and viewer experience. <laughs> My viewer experience was altered by CGI baby. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, CGI baby goes in with uh, production value, but we can we can go back for it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I gotta Beautiful. I gotta get some more wine for this. Let's take a break. Wow, what a refreshing break. It was a refreshing break. It was like we went on summer vacation and came back. I did. I have a tan. I have I have braids a in my hair. Suit. Little beads. Mm-hmm. I'm sunburned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Carly always forgets well, to apply. Well, she just stayed out of the sun too long. I have aloe in the fridge, Carly. <laughs> oh, honestly, nothing's worse than falling asleep and getting a, the worst sunburn. And I have like, never fallen asleep on a beach, and I never will. <laughs> I find I find no comfort on a beach. Huh. I mean, oh, yeah, I, I don't like hanging out girl. there. You don't like the beach? No. I'm an ocean girl. Oh, no. Beach only. Ocean? Oh, yeah. Beach. Bad. Okay. Ocean's cool. You go like to sleep at night either. and you still feel it. I don't like bodies of water where I can't see my feet. And you don't like the sand. Don't like the sand. Sticky. Sticky it's sand. It's just like, what would you do other than read a book? And why would you want to read a book? It's about connecting on a beach with nature. When you could read a book anywhere else. I love being on the beach. And I don't think that Coney ball. Island is nature. Yeah, connect with mother. <laughs> <laughs> Great point from Ben. I just want to go to Banff National Park <laughs> and read a book on a mountain. Look, before the break, we're talking about um, audience experience with Twilight Breaking Dawn. Part first, two. first is is CGI baby Chris. Well, I thought we were adding that after. Oh, so sorry that I didn't get the new thing in the right order. Well, I just think overall experience should be the Here's last Here's my thing. question. Why couldn't they use a real baby? Here is Great the question. Here, I'm going to give you two answers. My answer and the Twilight nerd answer. The Twihard answer. The Twihard answer is, well, she's not a normal baby. Her face is supposed to like emote like an adult. Yeah, but she's but on a baby be beautiful. face. 
My Great answer point. is the animation did not even emote anyway. It was nasty, creepy, horrible. It was the hair at the bottom of a shower drain turned into a. I would have rather she was holding like a just a pre-green screened green log log (laughs) than what we got. I would care more about the well-being of that log than this weightless, inhuman freak. I want to see the behind the scenes footage of the cast passing around this green screen log with, I assume, like. Well, a they used a real baby. Baby doll face? They used a real baby, and this is the oh. key because the so the cast got to act to a real baby and have fun. There are like cute behind the scenes pictures of Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson getting to talk and oh, hang I out with a baby. Those. But then they did, I mean, honestly, horrible. I'm going to say it's a hit it's job like, on that baby. They said this like, baby's too ugly. We got to CG it. <laughs> It really feels like it it broke some UN guideline when they did to this baby. <laughs> some sort of Geneva Convention violation. I mean, there's something wrong with what the production team decided to do. <laughs> Deeply wrong. It's like they made some sort of pact with the devil. <laughs> like, how are you sitting in the room watching the final cut of your movie and you don't go... Guys, we just, we need to stay up all night and fix this. <laughs> Guys, we just have to push... We've already pushed release once. We just have to give us another week because this baby, this baby can't go out this way. This baby is going to ruin America or, or, or hot take, hot take, hot take idea. This movie was released with the idea of dissuading teens from having babies. It not only full size, it persuaded us late (laughs) 20 year olds. I just, it's bad through the whole thing. Even when it's toddler, it's, horrible yeah. because they put this actual child's face on a cg baby when she's like not cg and she's just a normal like 10 year old girl you think what a freak i think <laughs> i, th- I was gonna call her a freak but a little bit of like you're kind of just like something's wrong about how you look no you know and what it's i because thought we've seen toddlers what? and tiaras they should have just mm. gotten one of those like with the <laughs> hair and the eyes <laughs> it's like they got a polar express baby Yes. Yeah, this is worse but than the Valley. It's this- just, it's like one of it's. I've watched horrible animation in movies. Mm-hmm. I've watched the Star Wars prequels. We've watched R.I.P.D. And I think that this has to go down as by far yeah. the worst CG maybe ever. It's one of the worst choices in film. At one point, does she stop being CGI? No, I think they always CG the face, even when a little bit. Yeah, I think they they always CG Maybe the her face look more a little like a baby, bit. Baby, yeah. Even though she's a full grown kid, yeah. Make her eyes bigger or something. Ben, what? Who's the name of the designer who designed Alien? The Alien from you know the Alien movie. Oh, I don't know that off the top of my head. This sure. is the opposite of him. Is no, that what saying, you're gonna it, say? he's like he's like some production designer. Anyways, he couldn't even create this creepy baby. No, this is like beyond what a monster can think of. Werner Herzog is sitting here being like, oh, I wish I could come up with something so horrible to behold. <laughs> it's like whoever did Baby Yoda, if that person uh, was like just 
Their evil twin? Their evil twin got beat the shit out of by like several babies. <laughs> and it warped the way they now like as an adult when they try to remember what being a baby is, they can't quite see it. Mm-hmm. And or an alien came down, looked at an adult person and had to <laughs> guess what we were like as a baby. What's the me- what's the, you know, the pod form? That is this. Benjamin Oof. Button isn't this gross. <gasps> We just watched the theater. Yeah, we love. I love Baby Button. Uh, <laughs> baby Button. Baby Button. I love nothing I just, more. I figured that they spent so much time on the wolves this time that they forgot they were supposed to do. <laughs> they uh, forgot about baby. The they made those wolves look not only cool but mean. The this baby time. was supposed to be the baby that brought the world together. Yeah, <laughs> and they messed up so hard. Ever. Every page, it's like, Renesmee, but she's so beautiful. Everyone You loves lay your her. eyes on her and you and can't you help. instantly fall in love. I instantly wanted to scream. Throw up. <laughs> Did people react in the theaters? Was there laughter? Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, That's oh, That's just well. a major failure. Yeah, no you would just be like, oh, this movie's that. bad now. I, but like imagine saying, watching- I can't imagine the people who did this looked and said, well done. Well done. This was solid. I need the oral Good history. enough to go on. Something must have gone wrong. They must have like lost all the files eight weeks out the of production. The screenwriter um, of Harry Potter, of the Harry Potter movies, most of them, uh, watched this Chamber of Secrets and thought, that Dobby looks so bad, I'm not going to write him into another movie. This is true. He said, I'm not going to write him into another movie. And J.K. Rowling was like, maybe you should. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but maybe. And he was like, no, this the technology is just not there. I can't do it. But this screenwriter said, go ahead. <laughs> and the production team just threw up on the keyboard. Pretty good. Dobby looks a hundred times better than this. Than this baby. I would rather see Dobby in that baby. <laughs> it was just spot. <laughs> It was she weird birth, too. Dobby. There was like too, there was like too much space between the baby and Bella all the time too. And yeah. also like between the top layer of the baby's face <laughs> and the rest of the baby's face, right? It There's like a, a way mask. in which the face sort of uh, floats in two different directions <laughs> on her bones. So that you're never really sure what you're looking <laughs> and at. And the hair looks like they were trying to ruffle it, but like also there wasn't enough but too much. You know? It was like a second life character that was half rendered. Yeah. Yeah. Like you paused the movie at the wrong time, but that's the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> it looked like they had erased some of it. And so to rank the baby five out of five creepy baby or I mean, I think that unfortunately the baby brings as let's transition into overall experience now. It brings the overall experience both up and down so i guess just sideways because there's a way in which you think oh now this movie is crazy <laughs> i think that the but ba- you the baby experience goes along with the first one of like surely somebody tried to stop knew. this from happening <laughs> yeah and this movie is made by like a committee at Lionsgate. you think someone there would be like we've done focus groups and everyone hates this baby <laughs> What are we doing? Yeah, this is a focus group movie. Yeah. Did they not focus group the baby? Because <laughs> that baby would not pass focus. It wouldn't even pass an SNL focus group. They would show it a still photo and they'd say, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that baby can't be in this movie. Um, so uh, 
I guess we all agree zero out of five for baby. <laughs> That's what I give it. I'm giving a five out of five in terms of baby experience because we've spent <laughs> oh. 20 minutes talking about this baby. Yeah, I mean, Good we point. experienced that baby more than I've ever experienced another baby on Every screen. Every moment of Except the- baby Yoda. And that's a time where in the exact opposite direction, you can't think about anything else other that's than so that true. baby. It is distractingly cute. And this baby is distractingly horrendous. What's the opposite of cute? There's no word. Let's make it up. Blurt. Uh, <laughs> blurt. Um, Paul Blurt Mulcup. <laughs> That's okay. This baby. Should we watch Paul Blart? No, as our next podcast. No, yeah. Um, yes. Paul Blart is a mall cop. Is a mall cop. Um, audience experience. Here's the most shocking thing we're going to say about this movie is something about the fu- much like in the book, something about the final moments of this book mixed in with the montage of saying goodbye to everybody filled me with a certain nostalgic sadness. That kind of made me feel whole. I mean, this is what it's all about. I feel like even though like we aren't all the way there on this fandom, you watch those end credits and you think, wow, we did it, guys. You think like, I could do this. You think like, wow, somebody feels something every time they watch that. And that is, if that's not movies, what is? That's movie magic. Yeah. And it like reminds, it fills you with like a certain sense of, when you were younger, you could read something and be so involved with it in such Ugh. a genuine, like, full-hearted way that I don't think we'll ever capture again. So when you watch Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2 and you see the end credits where everyone's, like, clapping about, you know, Lutz playing um, Emmett, you're like, wow, I'm, I I know what it's like to be a joyous person again. I just yeah. think that the, the end credits really skyrocket this movie into... <laughs> It's a time capsule in and of itself, and every time you unlock it, it's part of the movie experience. How do you not make it so, like, Oscars, Academy Awards, in memoriam? Oh, yeah, that's bonkers. It's It's bonkers that they do it this way. These are the the cast members we lost this year. And they're, like, smiling and moving slow. It looks exactly like an in memoriam. Audience who hasn't seen it in a while, it's black and white. Um, their name slowly comes up on screen and we get like a little vignette of their life <laughs> it's as if they died. And they're like it, nodding <laughs> slowly in the photo in loop. It's like wild. I, I'll tell you how you do it without doing that. Don't put their faces on the screen. You know their names by now. And don't do it slow motion black and white over sad. But like, just I'm put their names one at a time. One more time. Well, I, I mean, that's true. That. Yeah. Um, this meet the certain sadness that I, enjoy that i felt here um went away when the words of the book flipped yes that that (laughs) is true um i was gonna say our house recently watched the first two narnia movies (laughs) and let me tell you we had a crazy crazy time the endings of both those movies felt us just such deep sadness like you watch the end of those movies and you think i'll never daydream again because like the kids i'll never (laughs) I'll never play yeah. again. Because they like leave Narnia and they're just playing hide and seek. And they're like, me and my siblings all were in this magical world. And then <sighs> and then you as the audience are thinking, I used to be like that. Magic isn't real. Chris, I really can't talk about it. I really will cry. This hits me right in. He yeah. knows that. This is why he's making me do it. I, I it hits it me right in that Maggie spot. Emo. So something about the end of this this movie kind of hit me in the same way. So for these reasons, I'm thinking I'm going to give this a four out of five audience experience. I agree 
it's it's by far since the first twilight movie the most you're like oh yeah this is twilight baby Mm -hmm. distilled yeah it's like not enough of the like drama romance i miss that i can't believe the first book and movie has such boring yet titillating yeah romantic thrills and by this point it's just like please let me finish yeah, this is also, I felt that same way, but it is the second half of the book, and nothing really happens in the second half of the book. No, Edward is like a non-character. Yeah, they, sh- they should not have We don't have even talk to him. Yeah. Um, but I think that this movie takes the book by the reins and just says, let's go bananas. Let's like, let's go all out. And that, I just have to appreciate. Like, we didn't um, get enough of the sex cottage, though. We Correct. Not enough. I feel like we got too no. much. No, there were, there were more scenes in the book. It's like that scene where they talk about how will they ever stop having sex happens in the book, but it's like six pages long, and they just keep having sex. Yeah, they it. have it the for like time. a week the first time. One, yeah. One sex also, <laughs> for a week. one sex. It is. It's like a whole chapter. But then also the meadow scene at the end when she lifts the thing, she keeps remembering them having sex, and then Edward starts to have sex with her, and she's like, "No, I have to concentrate on this." And he's like, "Okay, I won't interrupt." And then she remembers having sex again, and then he keeps having sex with her. It's a wild chapter. I forgot about. That. Um. We're going on a little long, but we do want to talk. Carly's doing the same thing right now. Yeah, right now. (laughs) Um, We do want to quickly touch on who we would recast from this movie if we're remaking it now. Okay, how do you want to go about this, Chris? Um, Well, we've done a lot of the. Oh, sorry, Carly and Ben. Overall, uh, oh my goodness, yes. Overall, what Experience. experience? What's your star rating? I think as somebody who listening to how much Twilight fans enjoyed it, and then me. Not necessarily. I felt like the movie catered really well to those who didn't know about Twilight and those who did. Sure. And I can't really say that about the previous three movies. Mm-hmm. So my viewer experience was definitely on the up and up. So I'm going to give it a four out of five. Wow. wow. Carly? Yeah, as a Twilight lover and thinking <laughs> about my experience with it back in the day, um, I'm going to actually give it a four out of five. I think it was a great ending to the series. That puts our overall rating of this movie, I think, above a three. Probably three and a three and a half. Yeah. No, Yikes. I think three. This is the first time we've even gone above three. And a half. Which is, uh, I think, the highest since Twilight. Yeah. So I guess you're going to watch Twilight movies. Watch the first one and, and then the last skip one. Skip to now, and you will be confused when Bella opens her eyes and sees dust. Gotta say. I said if this was the only movie I saw this series, I think I would get into it pretty fast. There's a way when she opens her eyes and then they're hunting animals and you're like, oh, cool. These vampires are different. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's just go down some of the new characters we have since we talked about the other ones and who we might want to recast them as. Do we even want to talk about Renesmee? We'd recast her as a normal baby for one. I would recast her as child Kiernan Sherpka. So her from Mad Men. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Her. I mean, yeah. her lines basically are, run, Jacob. Yeah. I agree. Oh, we never talked about how Renesmee can fly. Renesmee, a half vampire who can't even run as fast as the other vampires, can, with no momentum, no jump, float into the air. To catch a snowflake. Slowly and float back down. Makes that sense. was bonkers. That was a crazy addition. 
Um, yeah, I don't really have any strong opinions on who should play this child. Um, so I guess whoever's the child of the director of our new movie yeah, I don't know. can do it. Little Emma Watson. <laughs> um, what about Irina? She was the one who made the false accusation against the Collins and whose head was ripped off. Sarah Paulson. In the big battle. She was played by Maggie. Thank you. Grace. Sarah Paulson's a original. good one. Diane Kruger. Funny. Diane Keaton. <laughs> oh, the girl from um, uh, Queen's Gambit, Anya. Anya Taylor-Joy mm, yeah. is a good pick for Renesmee. Any of these would have been better than... <laughs> Fuck. She, I just felt like she was a cheerleader in a vampire costume. She is the, she really she's is. the hot girl from Lost. That was her whole that character. That's where you might yeah. know her from. Um, someone I'm on a cast, but I don't know is who is Marcus. He's the um, vampire, old vampire who says... Finally, when they kill him in the in the fake fa- battle. Oh yeah, he's like the old vampire who like doesn't talk very much. Mm-hmm. Sir Patrick Stewart. Okay, I would go for Sir Ian McKellen, just a sideways <laughs> choice. Um, or Jonathan uh, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Okay, that's it. They would be good. Uh, I was gonna say, or um, how do we get Eugene Levy into this? Ooh. Okay, Eugene Levy as Arrow. As Arrow is a pretty good pick. Although mm-hmm. I don't Arrow's think I want so to reach good. So. He's so good. Christopher Guest so... as Corky St. Clair as Arrow. <laughs> I think okay. you may have said that in New Moon. I think Christopher Guest could be <laughs> any character in these movies. Uh, oh, I... This is spoilers, but before the pod, I said we have to cast Jay Jenks. We need to put um, Keenan Thompson into as that Jay role. Jenks. Um, as, as a guy who's like, oh, bah, 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 here you go. <laughs> I was thinking, I, it, to make it a more serious, I was thinking Mahershala Ali as Jay Jenks. Whoa. Wild. <laughs> Very serious. I'm more like, like Brian Cranston. Yeah, like House of Cards style Mahershala Ali. Very cool. Sliding that envelope across the table. Or like um, Maya Rudolph. <laughs> that's so good well i was about to do a gender bent caius who's the mean voltori guy yeah he's like a who always with seems like the, too young he's in very young to be his, i think Iris it's brother. very odd um anyway i want him to be played by Catherine o'hara 100 <laughs> percent. okay yeah Catherine and eugene need to be yeah voltori. we're just <laughs> yeah. gonna recast yeah. this as that entire comedy troupe of like eugene levy christopher guest those Perfect. Canadians. <laughs> Pretty good. Parker, um, what about Parker Posey? Parker Posey's Renesmee. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, who do we want to cast for like some of the new vampires that we need? I was going to okay, say. Okay, the Irish ones. Go the, ahead. The Amazon ladies. You have me thinking um, America's Next Top Model. Kyra Banks. You just bring her on. Yeah. I was going to say Zoe Saldana um, because sure. she, you know, has it all going she for She can her. play any she role. She can play any role and she would be great here. Um, should we cast Margot Robbie as Kate? She's blonde. That's kind of all I got going. And then Kate McKinnon as the other sister. That's good. Yeah. Um, for the Irish ones, we'll get Andrew Scott in there. <laughs> Funny. As just hot vampire. Um... Ben, who do you think? Can you think of any of them? Oh, who, oh, who do you want to play the old Romanian vampires, Ben? Oh, the old Romanian vampires? 
Were they? Act- I think they definitely need a recast because I did not like the people. They were terrible as the Romanians. Um, In the book, oh. they're like similarly old and kind of funny, like the Voltori. They're like vindictive. They just want to see everybody burn. Yeah, I'm trying to think of his name. Oh man, uh, Hulk Holt. Uh, James K. Polk, the president, the former, president? former president James K. Polk. Uh, okay, he is old, so that's a good pick. Oh man, I wish I could remember his name right now. Obama. Yep, Barack. Oh, um, I'm gonna pick um, Margot Martindale as just one of one of them, just because um, you know, famous character actress Margot Martindale. Will Poulter. You're gonna what? have to give us some. Oh, is is he like? Is he the one who Meg and I are like? Oh, he's in every movie, The Maze Runner. Yes, here he is. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That guy. Yeah. Sure. I feel he like he could like be a good vampire. One. Yeah, he I'm could be. I'm just thinking be. of vampires right now. Just any. But I also think that he... Or can we, or the, can we make it Frank Langella, who is the, the grandpa for the Americans? Funny. As one of the Volturi. Sure. I'm trying to think of, like, who is young and doing... Okay, would be broad. Who's young and hot? Timothy in Chalamet as one of the Romanian <gasps> vampires. Yeah. Well, then him and Timothy Will Chalamet. Poulter, then they become like the cool, hot young ones. I'm thinking Timothy Chalamet is one of the Voltori. Yeah. He seems like he'd be good. Oh, in like cake. one of the one of the kid, the kid that does black smoke. Yeah, oh, yeah. who makes smoke come out of his hands? Okay, what about one of the 1917 guys? He could be in something. Those guys are so cute. Oh yeah. Those little guys. Oh, who are we going to cast as like the rock and roll American vampire guy? Ooh. Whatever his name is. Billy um, Ray Cyrus. Say, I can't. I, <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> I was about to say, I can't think of a single actor. <laughs> um, I was thinking, what if we went with like John Boyega? He would have to do an American accent, but he's done him he before. Can do that. Sure. And I think that he would play a cool revolutionary war vampire. I'm thinking Garrett Headland. He was in Tron Legacy Mudbound on the Road. Showing a picture on Maggie's. Audience at home, you don't get to see this picture. So okay, I gotta tell you, I have never seen this man in my life. He's got the <laughs> same shape eyebrows as mustache. I know, I know mustache. him most from Mudbound, but the D Rees movie, but I think he'd be good. Can I recast the vampire dad? Um, uh, what's his Carlisle? Carlisle? <laughs> Can I recast Carlisle as Tony Shalhoub? Have I said this before? Wow. Because <laughs> I think that'll be good. I want Tony and everything. I adore that. Man. I would recast <laughs> Alice as Rachel Brosnahan. Okay. It's Marvelous but they're all vampires. Yep. And I say this every time, but I think Evan Rachel Wood should be Rosalie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even though she like knows the actress that plays Rosalie, so that's kind of rude. They're oh, like okay. best friends, so I don't want to get in the middle of and that. And of course, we're going to cast Jessica as um, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick again. <laughs> and I, we're going to cast Mike as Anna Kendrick, as well as Angela <laughs> as Anna Kendrick. Just in drag and in different yeah, looks. Yeah. Or should we cast Charlie as Anna Kendrick and drag? Okay, but what if what about we cast all of the Voltorius in a country? <laughs> Just like recreated <laughs> over and over. Triplets like that the, became like vampires. The and, um, exactly. The remake of Charlie. 
Exactly. Speaking of recasting, but also going back to acting, I got to say, total unsung hero of this entire series, Billy Burke. Great performance. He shows up in this movie. He's a charmer. Because he has something to do here. He's great. Um, Yeah. It's still insane that this character goes, oh, my daughter I thought was dead, but it's not dead and everything's different. And I saw a boy turn into a wolf. And then he's like, I'm okay not asking questions. Wild. cuckoo banana. In the book, Ben and Carly, I'll remind Carly, but Ben, um, Charlie doesn't even want to know. He doesn't do that thing where, I don't know, Bella, all this is crazy. He just says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Need to know, man. Please. I don't think that's that off character for... uh Charlie. It's not. It's just wild. Char- it's wild. Hey, Charlie's just wanting to take a fishing trip. Come on. Yeah. Give him a break. He doesn't care. I he love has that a, guy. The thing is, he has a new girlfriend, so he's like, I don't have time to think about my daughter's antics right now. Yes. <laughs> Better if I don't. And I'm gonna- yeah, girls will be girls, you know? Yeah. And it's hard raising be girls. Susan and he looked at his grandchild and just like had no emotion in the movie. Because he, well, also. To be fair, I'd also be shocked. It was like, oh, that's my granddaughter. Also, she's like four. But he didn't look shocked. <laughs> he just like looked at her, looked at Bella. Oh, all right. Well, that's his character, man. He- that's Charlie. Men like that aren't shaken by nothing. No. <laughs> He's seen it all. Uh, I guess that's our cool new recast. It's confusing. And <laughs> I think part. I think yeah, we didn't really cast. do this in any sort of order. Um, Ben, huh? what vampire power do you think you would have? The ability to control my flatulence at the dinner table. That's so specific. Oh. You and I can't believe you said that on our podcast. On our that is going to be on this podcast forever. On our family-friendly podcast? Students could listen to this, Ben, <laughs> and think, what did he say? Well, that's why I don't eat dinner with them right now. <laughs> Um, my superpower is making Ben um, pass gas at the dinner table as well. <laughs> no, you're the one who's getting me. <laughs> my superpower power is this. to escape conversations like this one. <laughs> Carly, what about you? I'm trying to think because as a vampire, you have all the things that you would want already. Mm, I don't want to cause pain like Dakota. Are there are there any vampires that that can control time? No, not that we know of. That would be so one the, that I the would powers. But you have the powers. Un, you have unlimited time anyway. I know, but I do like ben you powers. Undo stuff. I want to do like clock stoppers type. Stuff. It is nice the, the that powers that they don't like go into. Is a shield? No, go ahead. It's, yeah, I think that would be the. The powers that they don't go into in the movie are that one of the Irish vampires named Maggie. Chris, we never introduced this podcast. I'm oh Maggie God. and I'm Chris. And this is Edward is a vampire. It's a Twilight, <laughs> it's a Twilight podcast. podcast. This was the introduction, so get ready for a crazy episode. <laughs> oh, that was preamble. Um, but the the so there's an Irish vampire named Maggie who can tell if someone's telling the truth. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. There's a vampire. That would drive you insane. Yeah, there's a no. vampire who can tell one of the Alaskan vampires can tell what other people's powers are. Okay. Even when they're Boring. like a human, so he could be like, "Oh, yeah. he might have this power." <laughs> yeah. Um But who checks that he has that power, you know? <laughs> 
I can't remember any of the others. <laughs> Obviously, Who's Benjamin, the Egyptian vampire, can change that, deal with elements. That's pretty fun. He's just a wizard. And then there's one Irish vampire who may or may not be able to, like, will things to come out the way she wants them to. Hmm. Like, in theory, she willed for the battle to not happen. She willed for the, the conflict to be solved without Blood. fighting. And it did. Oh, seems so. more like godlike than anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a it's a it's a gray power though. Yeah, I think She's it's not like, sure oh, things she happen to go it. her way. Mm. But Carlisle thinks that she can do it. Yeah, so I'm gonna settle on the shield. Bella's shield. Sure. Um, so this was this was Twilight movies. Wow. This I would want to read minds, to be clear. Oh, okay. Edward w- definitely has the best power. I would not, it would drive me. Too loud. Too loud. Um, so, Ben, you don't have to do this anymore. The, the <laughs> Twilight movies. That's really sad. How does that feel? Well, I've enjoyed talking about them. I haven't necessarily enjoyed watching them. Sure. <laughs> there, there's something. There, I like the books. There, it, there's a certain, like, um, investigating an artifact quality to them. Especially when we've had to watch these last couple um, virtually. Mm-hmm. It's harder to enjoy. That I'm like... Just hang out. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, like this is like batshit crazy stuff. Like, and nobody's around to like talk about it right now. <laughs> Big roast on Carly. Yeah, <laughs> your wife. Yeah, she doesn't care that she goes. Come on, just enjoy the movie. That's what she says. Enjoy it. <laughs> Meanwhile, just- we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I was getting a piece of pizza, and Maggie goes, Chris, Chris, you're missing the movie. <laughs> he looked down and missed all the dust coming out of Bella's ears when she orgasmed. <gasps> Look, things happen when you're plugging in your phone. Um, I Maybe we'll take breaks reading our next books and just watch other vampire movies Ooh. with Ben. Interview, Little Vampire. Uh, Nosferatu. You can watch a Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. That's a real movie. Nosferatu, real scary movie. Mm-hmm. Is Didn't we watch a movie... A weird independent uh, lesbian film that was so funny about uh, serial killers, but the girlfriend was a vampire. Yeah, we saw that. At she a ended film up being a vampire. Yeah. That was fun. Let's yeah, we would that. watch that one with Ben. <laughs> it was good. It's pretty funny. They're like true crime it's a weird, podcasters. Yeah, and they accidentally like found out one of them was a vampire. It's no, weird. their girlfriend was a. It was we gotta so watch. weird. I don't know what it's called. It was very strange and extremely like darkly funny. So our recommendation this week is to Google the words we just said and find the name and watch it. <laughs> Indiana Film Festival lesbian vampires. <laughs> You'll find yeah. it. <laughs> it's the filmmaker has made another movie or like so. a TV show, British maybe. I think. Listen, she, we're not no. getting any. Closer oh no, she had a web it. series. I can't remember what it's called. But you liked it. Yes. That's why we went. It was about being gay in New York. Okay, I'm gonna say again. I don't think we're getting any closer. I have to, to a say, target. every web series is about being gay. In New York. <laughs> <laughs> no one else has made a web series. No. And if it anything else is people like playing video games on YouTube, <laughs> you count those as web series. Those are the two types of videos. <laughs> Audience, you don't see this at home, but Carly is touching her ceiling, touching the ceiling in a way that makes me think she might be 18 feet tall. Middle <laughs> <laughs> love, not too old. Um, this was great. You guys, uh, Ben, do you want to plug anything? 
Okay, Maggie, I'm going to ask you to take that one one more time with a little more enthusiasm. <laughs> ben, do you want to plug anything? Anything? Do you there want to plug I anything? don't. I know, Ben, you just you just bought that putt-putt course. <laughs> Fuck. We bought a putt-putt course, the movie. <laughs> and you want to plug that, probably. Oops, we bought a zoo, the putt-putt course. I just want yeah. to give a preemptive shout out to whatever podcast is coming next. Wow. Well, we are going to keep talking about Twilight, which is why we might keep talking about vampire movies. There are Twilight spinoff books we have to finish. We got to do it. Yeah. Okay. I think it'd be a fun a fun break Pull here. Like your Carly, do you have anything? Oh, yeah, yeah. Follow me on Letterboxd. Benjamin Wygoff. What's the Y stand for? Yandel. <gasps> what? <laughs> your middle name is Yandel? Yeah, you didn't know that. It's his mom. Like Handel with nope. a Y? It's his dad's mom's middle name. Nope. Maiden name. There you go. Yikes. Okay, Carly knows okay. An, a, a, exactly as much about you as I do, it turns out. So so Ben doesn't enjoy the company of his wife. His wife doesn't know her husband. Look, we're invest we're stumbling on something that I think should have been. This is cereal. The whole point of this podcast was sometimes, to uncover our I, to introduce you to each other. I just I, sometimes I just gotta be Carly's bumpers, you know? Like I just she's bold and I'm just kind of like keeping her in the lane. Just pushing her back um, on the Carly, right do you have anything to plug? Um no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm on a TikTok. I don't post anything, but if you want to send me funny videos, uh, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Carly um, Gringoff. <laughs> I want to plug that our cat uh, does have three legs. Which, if you ha- are familiar with the idea of cats, you might realize is one fewer than normal. Uh, and we're uh, extremely broke for not even we we need help paying for his surgery. He had emergency amputation, so the GoFundMe is on the link in bio and our Instagram. Anything you can give will help. What's the Instagram? It's at Edward is a Vampire Pod. If you want to send us a long form letter about your thoughts about the Twilight movies and our upcoming spinoff book episodes, write us at Edward is a Vampire Pod at gmail.com please tweet at us if you have an idea for what we should debate in our next episode next week we're gonna debate all the big twilight questions uh so we need questions Very to debate. Fun. so you can tweet at edward is a vampod v-a-m-p-o-d you can also leave us questions via leaving us a five stars iTunes review. Yeah. If you want to leave us questions that way, please do. We love those reviews. We would love it if you leave us a five star iTunes review and say, after a few episodes, they really started begging for money for a cat. We would love that. If that's attached to your five star review, that would be great. If you say, please stop talking about it on a five star iTunes review, we will continue talking about it, but also read your comments. Yeah, we will read your comments. So other people will know, oh, I'm not the only one that's annoyed about them talking about their cat. So solidarity. Yeah. And that's all for me. That's all for me. That's all for me. I'll stay on. Okay, Ben's going to okay, be on, gonna if, if on. You wanna, if you want to, if you guys want to stay on. The rest of us are going to say it's bye, though. Kind of a live thing. So. Yeah. Ben, you don't have to kiss because you're going to stay on. So just kiss with me.